Welcome to the suburbs with Andy and Greg. Do you have any memories of shop class in high school? When I was taking woodworking, you had a project that you were going to do design and build on. Spice rack. Was that yours? Spice rack? Spice rack. I, I, I bet you 50% of the guys in my class did uh, chessboard. Oh, yeah. Mine was a spice rack. Ter- uh, terrible looking spice rack. Was it? Oh, yeah. And my metal shop project was this three-tiered, ball-peen-hammered like fruit tray. Oh, fruit tray. And I built a uh, toolbox in really? the metal shop. But, With a hinge? But bend, yeah, bending all the flaps. It, too, looked terrible. <laughs> I needed to spend more time in band than shop. <laughs> so how many guys in your class, before the teacher came in, made a pot pipe? Oh, everybody. Working? Everybody. Everybody did? Yeah, that was, that, was a, that was another popular side project. Yeah. A, a checkerboard pot pipe? Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, a lot of those going on. <laughs> And then you get to metalworking, and then it's got to be a more comp- a bong, yeah, metal bong, right, yeah. And then plastics class, uh, plastics. We didn't even have that option. A lighter. It was uh, like a square, multicolored plastic glued together, and then cut out the center and stick the metal guts of a cigarette lighter in it. And that was a legit mm-hmm. project. Yeah, lighter. Wow. Yeah, mine also looked terrible. Did it? Why? What? <laughs> so was it just not plumb? Was it just uh, just the just bad what, joints? Wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah, I was better served in the band room. <laughs> well, our class project was a lantern uh, that was you know with all the bends and folds and welds and and everything, and it was you know like the uh, back in the seventeen hundreds looking lantern. lantern. Oh, okay, gotcha. Like a oil lamp. Or candle lamp? Candle. Candle, gotcha. Yeah. And so... One if I land, two if I see, that kind of land. Yes. Okay. That's exactly it. Uh, Mine would have sunk the ship. (laughs) I mean, mine was terrible. But you you had the good tools, and the thugs got the good tools because they wanted to have the good tools. And so all the people that were not aggressive got the bad old tools, and you couldn't cut metal with those metal shears at all. It was just jagged, torn, funky-looking, which describes my lantern. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly describes the lantern. Right. It looked more like a saw edge than... I mean, there was nothing... Sharp edges and... Totally. Yeah, you're bleeding. If you pick up my lantern... You'll get tetanus. <laughs> right. I think somewhere, I probably it's probably long gone, but for the longest time, that, that, that spice rag my mother still had. <laughs> oh, my God. The love of a mother. Yeah, it, absolutely. Yeah. Follow the jet to the place that sells real spice racks. <laughs> Do not pass go. No. No, but, you know, the good thing is if your grandmother passed down proper use of spice, your mom would have found that spice rack very handy. Oh, yeah. She had a full. Mm-hmm. She didn't have a degree in home ec, but she still had that spice rack full. So after the divorce... um my mom 
What my, you know, this is the crazy thing, and you, you guys probably did it too because it was, you know, nobody really cared about fried food back then being bad for you, and so we had, we had the French fry oil in a container in the refrigerator. Did you reuse over and over? Over again? and over. Oh yeah. And there was that one stray French fry laying down <laughs> at the bottom of the coagulated French fry grease. Oil, right? Yeah, laying down there at little sharp ends french fry and um and i was i was in sports and so and my mom would be at work and i would come home and she would say i went to mcdonald's and got you uh, dinner it's in the oven <laughs> and so i'm a latchkey kid at home in middle school and back then everybody's uh, Big Mac was in a styrofoam container. Was, oh yeah, that she put into the oven. No bueno. And so there's this hard plastic <laughs> casket. Big, <laughs> around, Ma- Big Mac casket. Yeah, around my quarter pounder that has got PCBs or whatever is whatever styrofoam is made of, which is now not styrofoam anymore. No. It's it's just a sheet of hard plastic encasing my quarter pounder. And French it? fries that are you know the one stray one that was in the that I just talked about, mm-hmm. that was my entire pack of french fries because they they went through the fryer and then they kind of got cold and then she put it into the oven and left and an hour later I come home from whatever practice it was to find my sarcophagus of <laughs> quarter pounder and these burnt offering yeah twice baked french fries did you eat it I did taste the quarter pounder one time and it tasted like styrofoam I was like I can't this has got to be bad for you and so I didn't eat it. And did this happen over and over again? Over and, and over, over and over. Yes. You could have said, Mom. I did. Don't put those in the oven. Yeah, that would be bad. But honey, you don't want to eat a cold. Well, if I'd rather. given the choice. <laughs> yes. Put it in the refrigerator. <laughs> right. The oven. No. My parents live in a um, condo that's um, they've downsized several times. And they, they're... Now they, it's a room with a bed that pulls they, out of the wall. A little bigger than that, okay. but they they're limited on storage space. Okay, so they don't use their oven at all. They don't cook. I mean, they just they have all their meals prepared. It's a for cabinet. Them. No, well, oh. yes. <laughs> my, my, my my dad they they put a roll of my dad put a roll of um, trash bags in there. Like oh, storage. Yes, <laughs> and my mother turned the oven on. I guess the first time ever. Okay. To heat something up. What is that smell? It's a roll. <laughs> it smells like hot garbage in here. <laughs> it's a roll of trash bags burning and melting in the oven. So, what I, is this? They, oh, it's Greg's Quarter Pounder. They, they, I think they found a better place for the garbage bags, but literally using the space in the oven for storage. So now it's not burnables? I don't know. I just Maybe they thought that was, ended up being a bad idea. Oh, did they? Yeah, they because they just yeah they just have never had never turned it on. They just never used the oven. Now, if if that was your grandmother's, 
she would have known from the home ec class oh, yeah, she not that, to that store was, things no, in the that oven. Was just, that would just be stupid. Sure. <laughs> Who would ever do that? No. There's a class on that. Right. And she aced it. Oven etiquette. <laughs> she can point to the degree. That's right. Look, I can tell you right now, I, I must not have raised you right because you should not be storing things in the oven. That's a bad, you know, that's a bad not idea. Not even brownies. <laughs> yeah, so I can't remember the name of the guy, but he had restored a wooden boat. Wow. Like speedboat. Like chris craft type those really cool ones where you look at it and you just think god i bet that's what the kennedys rode in (laughs) you know you know that kind of boat sure i mean it's got this stature to it they're beautiful boats they're works of art oh sure right Um, yeah you know beautiful wood color real throaty inboard just sounds like a muscle car when it's it's kind of boat james bond would be in back in the day yeah yeah, before the cigarette boats came out. Right. So I'm a bartender at this bar to nobody. Like, there's, it, it's beyond washed up as a bar. And so there are like three people that knew I was a bartender there that came. That's my draw. Like, as a bartender, three people. There you go. It's, and, a, big, it's a big night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was Saturday. Tip jar was. Oh, yeah. Date night. Brimming over. Oh, completely. You realize right then, I've made a bad mistake on my job selection here. Like, I've waited too long, too, because it's a summer job. So, all the other summer jobs have played out. The good jobs are gone. Yes. You know, for college kids. Right. So, I, I put all my eggs in the wrong basket, and he invites me out for the maiden voyage of the restored wooden boat. And uh, we go out to Geist Reservoir, and he's hammered already, <laughs> and which is like, I'm, I'm sitting there like, how did this even happen? I mean, he was sober enough to drive us there. Barely. No, he was. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I, I, mean, I, I mean, I'll admit it. If I, if I got in the car with a drunk guy and had no business being in the car, I'd tell you. Sure. It just like he went to, like he took quaaludes and didn't tell me. <laughs> because he went from zero to 60 in drunkenness, like in the blink of an eye. He's coherent, and then he's not. And so we're in the boat. And he's... He's verging on not coherent. Was this a pleasure cruise or was it be some fishing involved? No, it's a speedboat. Okay, kind. so you're it's, just, you're it's just, the wooden restored. So we're just going to tool around. We're going to tour like big shots in a fancy restored boat. You know, we're going to look at all the all the honeys on the shore. I guess I don't know. Why. I don't know. It was, it was going to be a, a late afternoon, early evening cruise in the summer, and all of a sudden we're sinking. <laughs> I mean, we went from, like, it was the same as him going from zero to drunk. Like, we went from floating to not floating. <laughs> Dry to wet. <laughs> right. And I don't know what he didn't do. I, I I have no idea what went wrong in the restoration part. You know, oh, glue. <laughs> you know, what, what occurred? What did he, what shortcut did he take? Or did he just, like, do the top part of the boat to make it look like it's great? And he's like, I'll do the bottom part later. later. Right. Nobody will see that. No, no. It's all going to be underwater. Who's going to know? <laughs> you know, meanwhile, it's charred, had an engine fire, and that's why he got it at a bargain deal. I, don't, I have no idea. So did it sink, sink, or just? Sank, sank. Sank, sank. Sank to the bottom. <laughs> and boats realize once we get to the point, and by the way, this, is, this doesn't look good for me, but this was the second boat that I had been on that sank. Wow. Um, 
And so, um, do you have life jackets? Honestly, I I, I know that you know they've got those cushions, cushions. With straps. <laughs> I know that we had those. I mean, we had so that, proper you, flotation that's, devices. That's how you got back home? No, I I I hitchhiked a ride from a boat. I mean, there there were boats that saw <laughs> oh, saw it happening and came to your rescue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're all sitting there like, and and I'm just sitting there like, this is not happening. What is going on? And how am I going to get home? I mean, he drove because he was pulling the boat, and I'm, and he's now blotto out of his mind. And I don't even want to act like I know him. I mean, so I, I would rather be, you know, I, I was swimming in this reservoir, saw the boat sinking, and swam over here to watch it tread water and watch. I'm not even associated with this. Can you give me a ride to shore? <laughs> I'm hitchhiking in the water as a swimmer. On a reservoir. And and so somebody, I couldn't even tell you who, I wish I knew, felt bad for me. And like, I really can't swim back to my car now. I'm, I'm so overcome with grief for this guy who sank his boat. Can you give me a ride? And they're like, yeah, where do you want to go? And I'm like, I guess the boat ramp. <laughs> and, and, it, and I'm going to abandon him here. Like, he's now the skipper of... The SS Minnow going that's down with the ship at the bottom of the lake, and uh, I mean, not even like it didn't sink to the point where the buoyancy of the seats and everything would take over. So it's right. just right. a hazard, like right. a floating log. Right. It sank to the bottom, oh and, and I have no idea. I never even saw. I I quit. That, like I phoned in my notice that night to the bar. To the bar. Never saw him again. Did he? catch a ride with you as well back? no oh, you, I, you, no, you, I left you him abandoned. there <laughs> i abandoned him abandoned at, at the sinking site i just left and bye now right <laughs> and so i went to the ramp and they had a pay phone this is you know pay phone days and i phoned a friend and he picked me up and and took me home he just happened to be there it's like dinner time and he's like, I got to go pick up Greg. He's floating out in the middle of a reservoir. <laughs> <laughs> My grandma grew pot. We were watching a 60 Minutes show together, and they're talking about marijuana. And my grandfather said, you know, he's like, they were talking about hash oil and hash and marijuana and where it's grown. And it's like this whole culture of stuff on 60 Minutes. That, again, this is like 1980 seems like all these stories are 1980. All my good stories are in the 80s. Are they? Oh, yeah. That was the year I was in Florida. They were so fascinated. I said, I could get you pot seeds. Do you want to grow some pot? Oh, I believe we do. I mean, they were like on board. <laughs> there was no talking up. into Sign it. me up. Right. I mean, they were just like, I, I guess they did a great sales job on 60 Minutes without knowing that that's what they were doing, that my grandparents bought in immediately. Like, like gum at the register. <laughs> they wanted to grow pot. And so, um, so we decided to turn it into a competition on who could grow the better pot. And I was going to, I was living with my mom. So I'm like, she's got a lanai uh, pool because everybody does down in Florida. Right. And, um, and so, and a fenced in backyard. I've got a pot. I'm growing these. I'm, I think I even named it. And I've, I've got this pot that's. Did you name it the pot? I did. 
Oh, it makes I sense. I think I actually named it Harold. Harold the pot? Harold the pot. <laughs> I'm growing the pot. I'm sending pictures of it. My grandparents don't have an Instamatic camera, and could you'd get a picture of their thumb yeah. if they did. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, have you ever tried to give your parents instructions with FaceTime on, on the phone? Oh, yeah. And d- do you end up like with a big eyeball or a finger? No, it's not that bad. Not I do, <laughs> and, and it is that bad. With, with my, my parents can't do it. Like I've tried and tried. Finally, I'm like, ah. I sent the coach to my mom's house because she wanted to watch IU football. I thought, who better? So I called them. He wasn't burning anything at the time, so he could answer the phone. <laughs> and I said, could you do me a huge favor? Because she's her dementia has gotten to the point where she doesn't know how to use a remote. She can't use her TV. And, and I said, could you go to mom's house? This was the one nice thing he's done. And it was really nice. Um, I said, could you go to my mom's house and turn on the IU football game? She wants to watch IU, and I can't, I've can't. i spent an hour trying to get Talk her. Talk her to, through it, yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, I know. And, so, and he's like, yeah, I can do that. I said, thank you. I feel bad for all the things I said about you burning styrofoam. <laughs> and how, how far down in the earth is that fire now? I mean, it's like... <laughs> It's like the, it's so hot to the, the mantle. It is. It's it's so hot the earth is now burning because of it. You know, it's like that tire fire yeah, right, that never stops burning. That, yeah. It's still smoldering. Right. So it's like she's grown it to the par- point where it's it's a legitimate the FDA or DEA back in the day would have looked at that and said, "Okay, you're a marijuana farmer." Like it, that's where it was. It's legit. It's legit. And it's one month probably from being able to put it outside to be really legit and i'm still in florida and my dad and my brother go down to the farm for easter and my granddad goes hey tommy my my brother's name is tom hey tommy did your grandma tell you that she's growing pot <laughs> And, you know, he's, like, full of glee when he says this. <laughs> and my dad is, like, Bink! all of a sudden, the the parental, like, lights and flashes and flags go off. And my dad could write the book on ethics for any corporation in America. He's totally a rule follower. He was raised by, you know, her and a grandfather who was a moonshiner, drunk, uh, died an alcoholic, from acorn kentucky i mean he was born in a two-room cabin with a dirt floor in acorn kentucky and became he is an american success story he did not let his surroundings or environment drag him down but he also has no wiggle room when it comes to legal or illegal rules are rules rules are definitely rules and they weren't meant to be broken and so when he found out that his mom was growing pot in their farmhouse he immediately freaked out and thought they'd be shut down and arrested and like you know i mean come on and and so he killed their plan <gasps> what year was this 1980 ish 80s still the 80s right and so uh and and coincidentally at the same time my mom, who apparently knew that I was growing this pot plant in the backyard, um, her brother was coming to visit. And she thought, I need to get rid of the pot plant before my brother comes here and sees that I'm growing pot in the backyard. And uh, so I, I came home from work one day, and I went out to 
tend to your caress garden. The, yeah, caress the plant, which was budding at a very early age. And um, it was gone. And I said, hey, I had a plant growing. I didn't say, hey, what happened to my pot? <laughs> Hey mom. hey, mom, where's my pot? Hey, you know this house that you own? You're doing something in the backyard that is just not okay with me, and it's called killing my pot plant. <laughs> so where's, cool. the, where's the missing pot plant? And um, and so she said, yeah, I knew it was pot, and um, your your uncle's coming to visit, and so I pulled it out and buried it in the lot next door. And I went out, it was pretty easy to see the shallow grave. Went so dug it up. I went and dug it up. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, I tried to get it to grow again. It, it was it, no moss. No bueno. <laughs> Stick a finger in the ground. Yeah, I, I, I nurtured it. She killed it. She killed it. So she collaborated, uh, without knowing, with her ex-husband, who also killed a plant at almost the same time. Hmm. Like parallel thought. Interesting. Yes. Imagine. So there was no victor. None. That was the competition to find out who could grow the better plant. And she was... She was a wicked farmer. Let so, me tell so you. the so the one up in Indiana was destroyed by your dad. Yes, because he went and saw what she was growing and ripped it all up and said, "Mom, you can't do this. It's against the law." Oh, so and you could be arrested. And she's like, she's like, "Hey, Killjoy, <laughs> hey, a, Mr. Downer, it's a hobby. <laughs> I'm growing this in my. I'm not hurting anyone. I'm. Greg is in on this. What?" <laughs> <laughs> You didn't have to tell me that. <laughs> so was it was was it being uh, eventually for consumption at some point? Oh, her, I don't even know. We didn't even talk about that. Or she just could have been growing sunflowers. Just could as, have been just as easily. But sixty minutes didn't do a story on sunflowers. <laughs> Hi, this is Andy. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, please be sure to subscribe and share. Remember, laughter is contagious. Help us spread it by telling a friend.